We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back-to-back fourth down stops. Are you kidding me? That that was one of those plays. Again, 1981 Super Bowl, Hacksaw Reynolds, Ronnie Lott jumping up on the Sports Illustrated oh pullout page. There's a photo of him still standing there. This will be Dre Greenlaw's fourth down stop of all stops. Oh, my Lord. 57 played his heart out tonight. That rookie, Quan oh, Hu. Quan Hu. This kid was balling tonight. Jimmy Garoppolo was outstanding. Look, I cannot believe they gave the ball back to Russell Wilson. Three minutes to go! Are you kidding me? This is one of the great wins of our life. I said to you after the first yep, preseason the game, game, I said to you, I said, this great green ball, I like the way he plays. Yep, I know he's yep, young. I yep. know he bites. But, man, he's got some speed. And I'm just so happy for him because he played wow. the game of his life wow. in front of a cool. national audience when this organization and this fan base thought that they were done. Everybody thought it was a curtains. It was a wrap. We're going to have to go to Philadelphia. We're screwed. Maybe Bosa's out next week. Right. Is D Ford coming back? Is Tart ever going to come back? And no, they find a way to win, get the home field advantage, mm. and then they get the much-needed rest. I cannot believe it. I feel like I need some Pepto-Bismol and a giant two-week nap. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the PSA out there. 49er fans, season ticket holders. Do not sell this game. You didn't put down the money on the SBL to make money. You put the money down to make memories. Go to this game. Bring your family. Sit down. Cheer your damn ass off so you got memories for the rest of your life. Do not try to make a quick buck. You will regret it. You want to sit down. You want to be there. Do you want to be part of the people that are there when we win our first game at Levi's? Or do you want to make an extra hundred bucks? And I'm saying that from the bottom of my heart because I'm going to be there. And if you want to be there and make that place rock out, you better be there. So Joe Shasky was a bit fired up late last night after the Niners win and joins us early this morning from 95-7, the game in Bay Area. Butcher Boy, good to have you, Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. How psyched are you, my friend? I mean, unbelievable. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. Happy holidays to both of you. San Francisco and the Bay Area is just – we're on cloud nine right now. You got to understand where this organization has been. Four head coaches in four years. You dismissed the winningest coach since George Seifert um, in Jim Harbaugh. And then you side with Trent Bulky, the GM, who wants to draft guys with torn ACLs and Achilles tears. And it's just went through the Jim Tom Sula era, probably the most disgusting head coach of all time in 49er history. And that's saying something, considering this team traded two first-round picks for O.J. Simpson when he was completely washed in the 1970s. And then you move on to Chip Kelly, who, I mean, let's be honest, he was a terrible NFL head coach and alienated half the players in the league. Uh, and, And then you find a way to bring in Kyle Shanahan, who you guys have referenced it time and time again, the guy botched the Super Bowl, so it's not like he was coming here with roses smelling all over himself. Uh, John Lynch, who had never done the job whatsoever. Oh, and what did they inherit? They inherited a team 
that couldn't even hit the floor of the salary cap and had to give Vance McDonald a maximum contract just to hit the bottom of the salary cap. They had one blue chip talent on the team of 53 players, and that was DeForest Buckner. And even then, we weren't really sure what we had in him. I mean, they inherited a dumpster fire, a stadium that no one wanted to go to 50 miles south of San Francisco. And just three years later, we're looking at one of the most Cinderella stories in Bay Area history. I've never seen, never seen a fan base wrap itself around a team like the Bay Area and Northern California has wrapped themselves around the 2019 San Francisco 49ers. It's a Cinderella story. Joe, it's an awesome story. Uh, the game was fantastic. Obviously, there was some controversy. We'll get to that. I just got to I'm, – I'm laughing, but I'm not about the audio we just played. Were you were you mocking a player on your own team with the Quan Who? Are you are you mocking your big free agent addition who played very well before he tore his back by saying Quan Well, you, you got to understand, Ross. I mean, we get texts and tweets every single minute of every single day. Basically saying, like, you know, we're missing Quan Alexander. They're missing Jaquaski Tart. They're missing DJ Jones. And it's not making excuses, but kind of the mantra for this team all year has been next man up. I mean, tell me a team who has – they have the most players on IR besides the Atlanta Falcons right now, and Atlanta's watching the playoffs from home. Uh, they missed their left and right tackle for five weeks. They missed their fullback for five weeks. They missed their all-world tight end, George Kittle, for three games, one of them being the Monday nighter in November against Seattle that they lost. Uh, they've missed their defensive line in DJ Jones, Ronald Blair. I mean, they lost Kentavious uh, Street again, Domarius Moore. Uh, they've lost Jaquaski Tart. They lost both corners at times this year in Witherspoon and Richard Sherman. This team has been dead man walking. And Quan Alexander, he was one of the best players on this defense for the first six weeks of the year. And so when Dre Greenlaw stepped in there, you got to understand, he's been getting crushed by this fan base. And I have had faith in this kid, Dre Greenlaw, Arkansas fifth round draft pick since I saw him week one in the preseason against the Dallas Cowboys. Number 57 made a stop last night at the one inch spot before the before the end zone. It was reminiscent of 1981. And why is 1981 important? Because the 49ers went to the Super Bowl against Chris Collinsworth and the Cincinnati Bengals and stopped them on the one yard line. There's an iconic photo of Ronnie Lott jumping in the air. It was snapped as a rookie of him celebrating. And number 57 on the 1981 team was Dan Bunce. Well, last night, number 57, Dre Greenlock did the exact same thing in stopping an opponent at the one-inch yard line. And I was just giving kudos to this rookie who's kind of been crushed uh, for over-pursuing, for being, you know, a rookie player. And last night he had his finest moment, 13 tackles, the tackle of all tackles. And you can go through the final six minutes. I mean, let's. there's so many things you can dissect. But that one play... It's going to stand alone as the play of all plays. And whether he does anything from here on out, 57 had his moment. Good for him. I mean, my God, what a play. Ronnie Lott references from a nostalgic Joe Shasky, the Butcher Boy 95-7, the game joining us on Home and Home. You should make sure in this process to thank Pete Carroll for mismanaging the situation, leading to a delay of game inexcusable at the one, but I want to ask you about the no call on what I thought was a pretty 
blatant pass interference in the end zone. Al Riveron says they reviewed it. They got a clean look at it. What if that happened to the Niners in that situation? What would be your reaction this morning? Well, you know, David, I'm glad you brought that up because that same exact thing happened in the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens with Jimmy Smith. And you know what we said? At least I remember what I said. I said, you know what? You shouldn't let yourself get in that situation. All right? That's your fault for trailing in the game. You know in the final couple of minutes, the referees are going to swallow the whistle. They're going to hold the flags. They're not going to throw it out. So as far as I'm concerned, the Fred Warner play, I don't want to hear from it anymore. I mean, Seattle fans have been getting the benefit of the doubt for years now. All right? And that Ben Garland personal foul when it should have been third and three was atrocious. There was also a defensive penalty uh, in the middle of the field that they called on the 49ers that I thought was just ticky-tacky and whack. I mean, this is for the playoffs. This is for the number one seed. It's the NFL. It's the National Freaking Football League, all right? I'm going to allow a little contact in the end zone when it's coming down to the number one seed and it's two all-time great teams going at it uh, for a chance of having the path of the Super Bowl go through their stadium. So I don't want to hear it from, from Seahawks fans, all right? They're a bunch of whiners anyway. Never even saw a Seahawks fan before 2000. And 10 to be totally honest with you it's one of the the, the amazing pop-up fan base stories in all of sports so as far as i'm concerned you know you got a problem here's a kleenex you can wipe yourself uh dry your eyes i really don't want to hear it you had the ball at the one yard line and you panicked and got a delay of game situation. Pete Carroll, we never associate head coaches with panicking, but I see it in basketball all the time. Uh, I, I seen it in the NFL with Jim Harbaugh. You have the ball at the three-yard line in the Super Bowl. Run the damn ball with Frank Gore or Colin Kaepernick. Instead, they throw the ball four times, and that was that hold call uh, on the fade to, to Michael Crabtree that I referenced earlier. Pete Carroll has now panicked multiple times with a chance to literally run the ball with Marshawn Lynch and fall into the end zone and advance or get a second Super Bowl or in this case get the number two seed and a first round bye and he panicked straight up and I think it's absolutely scripted by God because the Northern California boy the Marin man in Pete Carroll who shunned this fan base in 2005 and didn't want to coach this team when we were at our lowest of lows he finally got his just dues and this fan base is salivating and loving every minute of his agony because you know what? The sweetest of revenges, oh, they come so late in life, but you got to enjoy them. And right now, I have an ear-to-ear smile looking at the memes, looking at the photos, the still pictures of the distraught Pete Carroll on the sideline. Oh, my God, I'm just soaking it up. It's incredible. Joe, you are incredible. And so I want to take it to the next step, which is – How good do you feel about your Niners right now getting to the Super Bowl? And would you have had any hope for that if they had lost last night and they had and they were the number five seed? First off, the final six minutes of that game, they had a 12 point lead. All right. I kept saying, if you get the ball back after Russ scores here, you cannot give it back to him. You just can't. You just can't. He is the Brett Favre of this era in the sense that. Anything can and will happen with the ball in his hands. And he's a cockroach. You want to step on him and you think he's dead. But I got arachnophobia every single time this dude has the ball in his hands because he makes wacky, wild plays. And he should have won that game. 
They should never have given him the ball. It was fourth and one, even after the personal foul on Ben Garland, which which I just thought was a terrible foul. I mean, Ross, you're an offensive lineman. You're up in century link. It's super loud. You can't hear the whistle. It's a screen play. Your offensive lineman is 10 yards out in front. He's trying to finish the block, not knowing if the play behind him has been stopped. I just thought that was an egregiously awful call to give at that person. 15 yards when it was going to be third and three and you've been getting anything you wanted in the run game all day, and now it's third and 18? I, I mean, I just thought that was awful. But even though you get down and it's fourth and one, you got to keep the ball there, Kyle Shanahan. You cannot give it back to Russell Wilson, especially considering that your defense has been on the field forever. It looked like Bosa broke his right hand. I mean, the team's completely gassed out. I, 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 Witherspoon was getting toasted like he's burnt uh, bread that I'm trying to make for my family in the morning and slather a bunch of butter on it. I mean, he gets subbed out for Emmanuel Mosley down the stretch there. You had a bunch of rookies at middle linebacker and outside linebacker playing in, in a hostile environment for the, the an opportunity to be the number one seed in the NFL. These things don't happen often, and it's just I could not believe that they chose to pump the ball back to Russell Wilson. That that to me, blew me away. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, they're going to gag this game away and it is going to be an all-time choke job. Up 12 with six minutes to go and somehow you lose to Russell Wilson on one leg and the Seattle Seahawks, are you kidding me? And they're going to hand it to Marshawn freaking Lynch who was pouring tequila shots a week ago and has a belly bigger than mine and he's going <laughs> to run one in and jam it down our throat one last time. Oh my God. Thank God they won this game because the alternative reality where we lose this game, I don't even know if I can be on air. Like, I don't know if I, I can, honest to God, not cuss and swear and be on air. I would have been that pissed off with this team. I, I, I'm dead serious, Ross. Like, I was thinking to myself, my God, they're going to lose this game. They're going to gag this away. They're going to hop on a flight six days from now and go to Philadelphia. And they're going to lose to a team with no wide receivers on the road, in the cold, in Philly. I, I, I was thinking absolute doomsday, worst case scenario. It was... It was sad. Thank God they won this game for my own psyche and for my wife's love. You know, my wife's looking at me like I'm completely insane. But it's the truth. I would have been I would have been miserable to deal with all week. She's looking at you that way because you are completely insane. <laughs> and that's why we love you, Joe Shatsky. But you'll get another chance because in all likelihood, Russell Wilson's coming right back to you in a couple of weeks. So you'll get your opportunity. Last question. Uh, two types of people in this world on New Year's Eve. There's the Roth Tucker types asleep by oh nine thirty or so. And then there are the Dave Briggs is that just stay up. I don't really know why, but I have to, I have to have my champagne at the stroke of midnight. What goes down for Joe Shasky on new year's Eve? You know, it depends year to year, but this year we're going to have some people over, you know, we, we, we did a nice remodel this year. So we got a beautiful bathroom and a beautiful kitchen and we're going to show it off. We're going to have a couple of family and friends over. They're going to bring the kids over. We're going to celebrate. We're trying to turn it into a family tradition. You know, everybody come on over here, you know, be safe, bring the kids over. We'll play some star Wars video games. The adults can congregate in the, in the new kitchen and enjoy themselves. So we're going to be rocking pretty hard here. And you know what? I'm going to get my game face on for whoever decides to roll into Levi's on January 11th because I, I, I'm just I'm circling that date in the calendar. I need to, to get myself completely lathered up, okay, lathered up for the very first home game 
since the final game at Candlestick in the playoffs where Colin Kaepernick ran wild on the Green Bay Packers. And it is the first Levi Stadium home game. So I, I'm going to be talking about that the entire time and probably reliving the final six minutes of agony with my cousins who are diehard 49er fans who are just, we're just, I'm telling you right now, we are ready to plan the parade down Market Street. That's how, that's how big of a win last night was. It was, it was a game changer for the Yorks. Game changer for Kyle Shanahan. Biggest opportunity ever for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he proved himself to be Jimmy Cool last night. It felt like watching Joe Montana back in the day. Did you see Debo Samuel, the rookie? Ooh. Are you kidding me? Was that guy an absolute stud? And then my man George Kittle. I mean, what more can I say? Get this guy dialed up for WrestleMania because he's ready to walk into the ring for the main event and wrestle The Undertaker, for crying out loud. New Year's Eve's going to be popping, but January 11th, is going to be out of this world. That's what I'm circling my date for. Debo Samuel has arrived, in particular since the Emmanuel Sanders acquisition. Yes. He looks like a clear number one, as does your boy Raheem Mostert, as we see less action from Tevin Coleman. Happy New Year, Joe Shasky. Uh, let's see if we can get Marshawn Lynch to pour some tequila shots for your <laughs> New Year's Eve celebration. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And I, I know that he definitely will not be missing any of the food at my spread because if you saw a couple of photos, he looked like feast mode instead of beast mode last night. <laughs> feast mode it is. Joe Shasky, 95-7, the game in the Bay Area. Happy New Year, brother. You too, guys. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.